Good news, everyone. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Broken Bougie Podcast. I'm Chrissy. Just so we're clear, I'm still Quinny, Quinn, whatever you want to call me. I'm not changing my voice. I don't know what's wrong with her. I don't know if she was drinking before <laughs> she got on this podcast. Okay. But so- I can tell you. First of I was all, talking to her for a good 30 minutes and she didn't sound nothing like that shit, okay? <laughs> that's because my voice is still hoarse. I mean, it's getting better, but it has like hoarse little issues. Um, anyways, I have Maybe been Maybe that's just what you sound like now. I was drinking coffee. Thank you very much. Actually, no. Earlier today, I was drinking some ciders. Ciders don't do anything to me. Not at all. So you changed your voice for what reason? I thought it would be great. It was a great opener, don't you think? I think so. I thought it was a great opener, whatever. Okay. Just saying. I could be whoever I want to be on this podcast. (laughs) And right now, that's who I wanted to be. And who is she? I don't know. She's like, okay. <laughs> when you kept saying it, I'm like, I thought you introduced yourself still as Kristen. I did. Right. This person, that's still me. I, I didn't think that far along. And I just think you changed your Zoom name, your mama. Okay. Oh, yeah. I did that earlier, <laughs> your mama. I learned we record on Zoom, and I learned you can change your names on Zoom. So it's so funny because I had changed my name the last time I recorded to Mariah Carey. And then I logged into a Zoom for work. It still said. And it said Mariah Carey. Carey. Mine always said Lily. Lily. That's like when I first logged in, it said my full name because I changed it. But I was like, oh, shoot. I logged in. I was like, oh, yeah, Mariah Carey. Girl. Yeah. Yeah, be careful. I don't do a lot um, for work with Zoom, but. I just happened to like have to log into a Zoom and took like a conference call too with like senators. <laughs> it's so funny because I had a Zoom for work. We Zoom a lot for work, and everyone introduced themselves, but clearly people just don't pay attention to that part. Lily has Zoom for school, so when I'm logged in, it says Lillian. Usually, I only use it for work or with people who know yeah. me, so I just yeah. don't change it. Girl, we're in this meeting and one of the doctors is like Lillian. And so I'm like looking around. Like, is there another Lily on the phone? Lillian. I was like, oh, my name is Quinn. He's like, oh my God, I thought you said your name was Quinn, but it reads Lillian. Wait. It's my daughter. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm sorry. My daughter does Zoom and I didn't change it out. And then you had just taught me how to change my name. So I knew how to change it. You knew how to change See? it. See? Yay. Yeah, I was like, oh, let me change it for my curry. Um, now we usually use Uber conference for work, our go-to webinars. So, I mean, when we get on, we rarely get on Zooms, but I think they're trying to use Zooms more because Zooms is a little bit more, I don't know, accurate. Um, I don't know, but yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, I have to change my name. Cause usually I only get on Zoom when I'm like doing family Zooms, cousin Zooms, or Zoom with you. Right. So, I don't know why I just did like. I was like, I know what we're talking about today, and I'm not convinced that you're not on them. Just saying by here. I'm not. The thing about it is, I'm really not, and I feel like I am. I don't know why I'm so giddy right now. 
And like, y'all, she's over here tripping. <laughs> like, I mean, get the coffee. <laughs> are you all right? Like, I am. Sorry. My God, this is a great segue because you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of we went to Vegas and I took an edible and we went to Dreas and I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> That's exactly what this is like. That's, so today we're going to talk about drugs. drugs. Folks. Okay, <laughs> don't do them. Are you going to act like Chrissy? Drugs? <laughs> no. I feel like, no, don't do, yes, do them, but don't do them. Um, do them, but don't do them. No, I wanted to talk about drugs because we're older, like we're in our, in our 30s. So I'm like, there was a time where you were like younger drugs and then like older drugs. I pretty much did the same drugs. But I had an incident that happened where some people were on some drugs and it kind of went real bad. Um, I was not on drugs because that's not what I do. Um, and I was like, at what point in time do you stop doing hardcore drugs? Like hardcore you, ones. What do you consider hardcore drugs? Okay. What do you consider <laughs> cocaine, heroin, meth? Yeah, meth. I mean, I don't know anyone that No, did. I'm just saying. Like, yeah, yeah, all yeah, those, yeah. I consider so, those hardcore I don't feel like we, you know? like, to me, weed and edibles are a hardcore drug. Actually, what about the, prescription drugs? I think it's becoming the normal. What about because prescription drugs? I feel like prescription drugs, if you're not abusing them, prescription drugs scare me. They, so, they scare me more than some, than some of this other stuff. I know. You are a nurse. I'm, they, my friends don't laugh but they used to call me pill popper because i used to pop not like oh, pills like that this little pill popper case remember yeah, 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 you feel case and i wasn't one to take like major drugs but i would easily take like a muscle relaxer or take a, a vicodin um to not get high but if to calm my nerves or anything like that but the more you know what scared me off of um so I'll tell you two things. Okay. I got interested more in pills because when I was younger, my mom let me read Valley of the Dolls. And you, you really like the dolls. I do. <laughs> I didn't realize, I only wanted to read that book. I was like 13, 14. I wanted to read it because it was pink, one. And two, I wanted to read it because I thought it was about dolls, like real dolls. And then I started to read it. And then I didn't realize what it, like, a lot of it meant. And then my mom mm -hmm. was like, oh, they called pills back in the day dolls. And then the people, like, would take advantage of it. And I was like, what do you mean pills? And then she, like, explained it to me. So that got me, like, curious. And then my curiosity just kept going and going and going. What got me scared off the of pills was watching the show Euphoria. I can bring you back to what scared you off of pills prior to that. And not to put you on blast, but we're talking about older days. So... Me and Chrissy have been best friends forever, but we haven't been as close as we are like now. We've always been yeah. best friends. We call each other best friends, friends, yeah. all of those. But as far as our social circles, we were friends. We were best friends, but we didn't hang out all the time together. You had mm -hmm. your other friends. I had my friends. So we got together. So Chrissy had hung out with some of her other friends. Her friend had an older a brother the same age as us. Told Chrissy, Chrissy said she had a headache. I yeah. know him 
as the drug guy. And at the time, I knew I him. did not know. This dumbass took something for her head from this person. I'll never forget this story. And to this day, if I say I have a headache and someone's like, oh, I have this, I will specifically ask, what are you getting, giving me? I was like, ask for Tylenol. I know, but what specifically are you, <laughs> are giving? you giving me? Chrissy just took something for a headache and you had I to take it. I just popped it in my mouth. Is it ecstasy? It was ecstasy. And then yeah. <laughs> my friend runs in and she's like, whatever he gave you, don't take anything. I had already took it. So now I'm paranoid. I'm like super paranoid because two, also, I'm underage. This is not like. We're I'm what? So 17? 16. Yeah. Um, Were you 16? I was 16. Yeah, I remember. And I got paranoid, like super paranoid. And then, then after that, he thought it was funny, him and his friend. But then my friend had to realize that their fucking parents were coming home and I'm here being fucking paranoid. And she was like, this ain't going to fly. She was like, your um, mom ain't going to know about, you know, she ain't going to figure it out. But my dad will. She was like, my dad ain't dumb. So they were like trying to hide me in a room. Her parents were asking about me. They told them I was asleep. I wasn't asleep. I was like hyperventilating in the room. They put me under the covers. They were like, Kristen, way down. Again, I'm on drugs and I'm I'm paranoid. And they, I keep popping up with a blanket over my head. His friend was like pushing me down. And I was like, oh my gosh. I don't even think I slept. I think I was just hi i don't know what i was i literally don't know in my mind what i was but i also realized ecstasy and molly are not the drugs for me because maybe drugs aren't for me i I have like the craziest stories when i have done drugs i did molly one time when i was in new york and i end up on a stoop doing what I was at Governor's Ball. Well, I was at Governor's Ball, sorry. I was at Governor's Island at a 90s festival. My friend's boyfriend scored Molly. They put, I didn't know this, but they put Molly in the drink, in like your alcohol. So he bought a Corona bottle, put the Molly in there and shuck it up. And then like, we start to take it. Well, I didn't think I was feeling anything because I had never taken Molly. I thought I was fine. But then they gave me like a sucker to suck on so my teeth wouldn't chatter. And then I realized like I was like going hammer on it. I also realized I couldn't stop talking. It's crazy because I already talk a lot. Well, I so you don't have a problem talking right now and you're not on Molly. Couldn't stop. I'm not on Molly. I couldn't stop talking. So then we left again to Island in New York. We left to go back to the other island, which was Manhattan. And they literally were like her boyfriend. And her sister was like, we're not going to leave you until you get in an Uber. But I kept showing on my phone, my, my Uber was coming. So they were like, okay, fine, because their Uber was there. So they got in the Uber, and as soon as they drove off, my Uber canceled. So instead of calling an Uber, I realized I was in downtown. And I said, oh, maybe I can walk to my friend Stephanie's. So I start walking to my friend Stephanie's and got lost. I wasn't lost. I knew where I was, but I was on drugs. So how are you lost with your phone? I <laughs> so I came across uh, a bar we went to with Stephanie by Stephanie's house. So I decided to sit 
on the stoop to rest at like 3 a.m. Again, this is like 3 a.m., guys, in New York. Um, I also put my purse next to me with my phone next to my purse. And I sat there. And I don't know how long I sat there. And my friend Stephanie ended up coming, and I remember it was like 6 a.m., because somebody, one of her friends, came out of the bar and saw me and texted her and was like, I see your friend Kristen. She didn't on the suit. I know he said he talked to me and I did not t- say anything back to him. Like I was just looking again, don't remember this. So she was texting me. She texted Maritza. She texted Madison. She texted all these people, friends. And everyone was like, we haven't heard from Kristen. So they literally kept texting and calling me. And again, my phone and my purse stayed on the stoop with me in front of a bar. Again, crazy because no one took it. Thank God. Um, and then my friend Stephanie finally decided to walk over just to see if I was there. And I was actually there. <laughs> Doing what? Sitting on the stoop. <laughs> just sitting on the stoop. That's what I was. Just sitting on the stoop in New York. And she walked over at like 7 a.m. She was like, Kristen, she's like, come with me. <laughs> come hither. <laughs> I went to her apartment and then like I, I got off. on the couch and then like I slept. Like I slept for like. Wait, I, one, one you use milk and the other one you use orange juice. Orange juice makes the high go longer. Milk makes the high come down. Come down. I think you use milk. Yeah. I know. Well, just the science behind it. I know that grapefruit juice and orange juice um, speed up like absorption of anything else. So if you have a regular drug, like if you had Tylenol or not Tylenol, there's some like drugs you're not supposed to take with grapefruit juice or stuff like that because really? it makes it strong. And I love mm-hmm. grapefruit juice. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I should stop taking stuff from people, but like as Quinny says, she wants to know because I took a pill from Roberta which I found out was a muscle relaxer. I took the whole thing after the soma from her. I remember that. I literally fell asleep on her couch forever. I had the worst headache. I went to help her move her back. I had a bad headache. She was like, take this. I should have known. My friend Roberta was um, a very big drug user of all sorts. You named the drug. She you named had the drug. It. She had it. She took it. Um, I thought she was giving me like a Tylenol because most normal people, when you tell people you have a headache, they give you a Tylenol or a Motrin or anything that's not a prescribed drug that she probably got from her drug dealer. Um, And so she gives it to me. So I just take it. Actually, she gave me two and I took them. And then she came back. She said, oh, you should just take a half one. And I was like, what do you mean? I already took both of them. And she was like, I think you'll be okay. And I was like, what do you mean? What did you give me? And she was like, I gave you um, muscle relaxers. And then she was like, I think I gave you muscle relaxers. That was the thing too. She's like, I think I gave you muscle relaxers. I was like, okay. Literally, it kicked in right away. And I literally knocked out. Like I went to sleep. I went to sleep for hours, like hours. I was at her house at like 11 and I woke up. Oh, yeah. All right. So, yeah, I was sleep, like sleep for hours, like a good eight hours. 
And I woke up feeling very refreshed, but you know. Very relaxed. Very, very relaxed. Okay, so you, not to put you on blast, but you have a bunch of friends who dabble in drugs, actually. I do. I didn't realize, like, yeah, how many I had. And you know what it was? I didn't have friends that dabbled in, I feel like, other drugs until I moved out of California. So for the one time we went to the club and this lady asked me, I thought she asked me if I was in line, but she asked me if I wanted to do a line. And I was like, oh. LA nights, man. LA, LA nights. <laughs> I was like, oh no, I'm not in the, um, in line. And Clinton was like, no, she wants you, she asked if you want to do She's it. offering you drugs. I was like, oh no, I'm okay. I'll pass. Yeah. I felt like I did. Like, you smoke weed. You know, when you get out of high school, you smoke weed. That's what I did. I smoked weed. And then I moved to New York, and people smoke weed, but they do a lot of other things that I didn't realize the effects of it. You know what's a big drug in New York, which I was, like, interested, like, it was very interesting to me that so many people did it, was Adderall. It keeps you up. I can see that the nightlife. It keeps mm-hmm. you focused. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't think weed is a drug. I don't either. But don't now I, um, I feel a little, little differently because I knew the people who were like kind of stoners in high school, and then they're like stoners like after high school, and then you look at them now and. The ones who are still stoners are working stoners. The ones who graduated are just, like, I never understood when people said weed is a gateway drug, but I de- now that I'm older, I see why they say that, and I do agree with it, and okay. I wouldn't want my kid to start smoking weed so early because we didn't even dabble with weed really like that. No. Until well after high school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we didn't do drugs in high school. I think you had a, a group. Like again, we had separate groups of friends. You had friends who were maybe um they smoked more, I think. They smoked more. Yeah. But I wouldn't even have called them the stoners. You know who I'm talking about when I say like the stoners, stoners. of yeah. you know, where we went to high school. Mm-hmm. So like, but I do think weed is a gateway drug, and I think that any mind altering substance, alcohol, weed, prescription pills. If it's not done in moderation, it can be just as dangerous as some of the hardcore drugs as far as what it does to people's lives and things like that. Oh, I definitely do. I mean, I dabble here I and there. I choose not to be with friends with who do drugs, like drugs, drugs. I don't, and it's just because I don't want to be around it, and I don't want to be caught up in something. And I think this is a good segue to like a story that you were telling me about. People do dumb shit on drugs. Oh, my gosh. And it changes people's behaviors. And I will cuss you the fuck out, high or not high. And I'm definitely going to look at you a little differently when you're not high if you act a fool on me. And yeah. I, I have one friend act a fool on me. And I, and I think that's kind of where I'm just like, nah, whatever you're on, like, that's just not the vibe. And she was so nice, so sweet. One of my L.A. friends used to hang out all the time. And I had no beef, no qualms with her, mm-hmm. no problems. Um, she liked prescription pills, Adderall, and um, you know what? I never seen someone do, but I seen her do. I never seen someone sniff it, like like cut it up and like sniff that sniff shit. Adderall, 
Yes, but she did coke too. And I don't know why she did that. Like I, I never, and to this day, I've never seen anybody else do it. Now I've never but, seen anyone cut up Adderall. They just usually take it in a pill form. Right. Um, I've seen people put it in like liquor and stuff like oh, that. Oh, in liquor. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is um, not good. You're not supposed to drinking and Adderall actually has really bad effects. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, you know, people have done stupider things, but she, it was a group of girls, you know, the girls. Mm-hmm. We're in LA, and a, a everyone's on drugs, are drunk, are something. Myself included. I wasn't on drugs, but I was like drunk as a skunk. Right, a bunch of girls in LA from going out. They start bickering and fighting, and I was supposed to stay with her, and she put everybody out her fucking house. Everybody out her fucking house. Thank God I had another friend who lived in the same building and I, I was able to go to her house. But I'm drunker than a skunk. Not, and she like, like this rage that was on her. She was on coke. That rage that she had was like, I'm gonna fuck her up. Like, yeah. And if you don't know me in my past life, I used to fight. <laughs> she used to be a thug. I used to be a thug in a cocktail dress. Okay. Thug in a cocktail dress. So, like, we we almost went to blows because it's like, you're not going to disrespect me, high or not, your house or not. And I didn't do anything to you. She was yeah. just in one of these rages. So, after that, I was like, oh, I can't. I, if, if, and I don't judge anybody who does whatever you do. But when I seen that different side, I was just like, I can't be friends with somebody who, next day she called. She's like, where's everyone at? Yeah. I think I told you about this night too, but it was it was wild. Yeah, I a mean, girl from high school. We're I think you're still friends with her, kinda. Um, okay, so she was the one who ended up fighting with the girl, like okay. fighting. And because um, I know these group of girls through her, like I'm not gonna leave a leave you here, yeah, or leave you high and dry. And it was like they were like being nasty, like. And we're all supposed to be, like, friends. I say that loosely because, like, L.A. club friends are completely different. Like They are. <laughs> but we can spend the night with each other and go out all the time. But yeah, not they're, like, your goal friends. Exactly. But it was a very traumatic experience. And you can share your story because it's – I didn't – I've never had traumatic experiences like that. Usually, like I said, in New York um, – most no, the, the experience you just talked to me about was. Oh yeah, that. But um, yeah, mostly again in New York, that most people dabbled with cocaine or Adderall, which was new to me. Adderall was the new one. I didn't know that's what people did, but they did. And just like you said, she probably mixed her Adderall with cocaine. I had a friend who used to mix her Adderall yes. with cocaine, and used to drink. Me and her, you know who she is. We're literally not friends for a very long time I had to cut her off everyone cut her off because we knew what she was doing and she used to go in these I want to say rage fits because that's not who she is in her thing but she would go into these defensive modes and we would be like we're not I'm not your mother I'm not telling you what to do but this is also you're living a very unhealthy life hello doing this shit and literally one of my friends used to know she used to try to hide it but my friend was like used to do it too and then she stopped doing it like she stopped 
she became sober altogether. So she knew more of the effects of it. So she used to text me when the one friend actually was on it because she said she knew the side effects. And one of the side effects was she used to get white crusts around her, her lips. And I didn't even know that. And she was like, yeah, your lips, your sides start to dry up. And she was like, um, she was like, that's an, I can always tell. And I was like, what? I didn't even know that. So she would tell me and I would be like, oh man. And me and this girl had like words before, like the day before I moved to Atlanta and I just cut her off. She ended up apologizing to me. And now she lives a very clean, healthy life. Thank God. And we're back to being friends and I'm glad she saw the error of her ways. And I think it's also too, is around the people she was around that were toxic, that were letting her happen. All the friends that she had that told her about herself, she cut off. She had these very toxic people around her. And then once she cut them off and moved away, her whole life changed and totally different person now, even from when I knew in New York, like she's so much like, happier and lighter and but I also know like the the group she's around she doesn't dabble in those drugs she still smokes weed she's a weed smoker again but that's not like you know what I mean like it's not the hard stuff but that's probably why I choose not to have friends who do drugs just in my experience it doesn't work well for me and I'm a real friend I would never be able to watch you do drugs and like ruin your life you know what I mean like I'm, I wouldn't be able to sit back, no. nor would you be able to sit back and watch me, me do, do it. Yeah. So um, I had an experience where I was around a lot of people that decided to snort um, some Coke, which I also um, did not know this, but they also had to, not all of them, I think three of them, maybe two of them also had to shrooms. And then cocaine and shrooms. Yeah, girl. Yeah, girl. Things start to come out later on. So, like Queenie, I don't even sound right. (laughs) So I didn't even know they had took shrooms. And another time, I was with them within the weekend. Um, I had seen the shrooms that someone had brought. I didn't know who it was for. I actually thought it was for the person who brought them. I was like, oh. And then I had said, dabbled in how I have always wanted to take shrooms, but I'm very scared. I mean, I would never take them without being in a control place, but Mm -hmm. there was a girl we knew who dated a skater who took shrooms and ended up on his roof. (laughs) They thought he was going to commit suicide. (laughs) Not funny, but that's the story. And then I, I also watched this show called Loved on Netflix and there was an episode where they all took shrooms and just the shit like they were supposed to be in a control they were in the house but then one of the four people who decided decided to leave out the door because she was having hallucinations and then they're all high on shrooms they have to go find her so (laughs) both of those i was just like yeah Clinton always says i need to take shrooms when she is in the presence of me just in case like my paranoia kicks in or I have a heart attack mm-hmm. or something. Um, right. I mean, no I've never done shrooms. I've never done um, shrooms either. Like I said, I'm scared. But I'm scared to do it. And mm-hmm. I didn't do it because my ex-husband told me he did shrooms in college with his college roommates. And one of his college roommates had a 
bad fucking trip. So that's what I said. Came downstairs, butt ass naked, (laughs) butt ass naked. And they lived in like New York. Like it was cold. It was not, it's a college town. It's not like that. So he came out butt naked, ran out the front door in the fucking snow and ended up getting like frostbitten on his fingers and all kind of other oh, things. Oh no. Oh my gosh. I know, but that's because it's a, a hallucinogenic. Is that what yeah. they're called? Yeah. Like a psychedelic. So I was like, no, no, no. Um, but I, um, yeah. So I found that out and everything was great the whole day till the nighttime. We're out. We're actually outside at a place, a public place. And shit got said, shit got heated. Again, I've, by this time, I had drank a lot of margaritas. So I am intoxicated. Tequila! I sobered up so quickly. Like, my soberness went. And I literally was like, okay, what is happening Things got out of control. There was like no fighting, but there was a lot of arguing because it was between a guy and a girl. And then another girl got involved, which was a friend. And then the whole night just went bad. Friends walked super far in a very sketchy neighborhood. And it was like, I my, my drunkenness couldn't even, I literally was like, damn. I literally said to Winnie, I felt like I needed to be on drugs to deal with all the shit that was happening because there was one person who was on drugs and she was one that was on shrooms and um, Coke, which makes so much sense because she literally was going back and forth, going back and forth. Like she couldn't sit down. She didn't have movements. She just kept like talking and pacing. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Mm -hmm. And I was like, this has to be like, in my head, I was like, okay, I know she snorted Coke earlier. But I was like, there's something else she has to be on. Because this is erratic. Like, and then even the guy that was with me who was very calm, and he was like, what the fuck, she needs to stop, was like, what the fuck did she take? And, and he I'm was like, just on cocaine? He was just on cocaine. Even he literally was so calm. I'm sure his high went away. But they had also took it earlier in the day. So I don't know how coke works. I've never done it. I've been around it. I've seen people do it, but also all the people I've seen do it, Roberta, all the other people in New York, they don't give me good feelings and reactions. Like when you take an edible and you're happy, um, they just give me crazy. Every single person I know that that's what I'm saying. It's that rage. Like I see crazy vibes. They give me like these crazy. They go in these crazy scenarios. Yeah, I'm like. Like, why would I want to take that? That's what I always think, too, of, like, when people see other people take drugs. And then, like, I'm a very observant person, so I like to see other people on drugs. It's kind of fun. Um, but until it's not. And then that's what happened. It's not. But to say it is, these people, except for two, were, are in their 30s. And then two in their late think, 20s. So when is, I like... Had a lot- when do you stop? Yeah. No, that's yeah. right. That's what I'm like. I had, I've dabbled in drugs. Like, I've smoked weed. I've done cocaine in Miami. 
with Cameron. I will, I have to say that I did cocaine you with, Miami, with Cameron. Cameron. It's because it was with Cameron, right? Yeah, he was at the table that we were at, and I, I'm only they just started to have a party, and so I tried it, and I was younger, and I liked it. I did, and it was fun. I had a good night, yeah. but I have a very addictive personality. I would say, yeah. And so I knew that that's not the something that I could do for fun because it would turn into me doing it, and it wasn't just for fun. Then so I did it maybe three times in my entire life ever, um, and. You know, I smoked weed when I was younger and all that good stuff. I've done edibles and stuff like that with you. Yeah. But I, like, have family members who, you know, have mm-hmm. drug addictions and stuff like that. So I've always been very, very cautious about you know, that. And they just ruin lives, you know? Yeah. But I was just cautious with what I was would try when I was younger. Versus now, like, I still want to have an experience where we have a crazy weekend on shrooms maybe. You know what I mean? Like, I would still be okay with that in a controlled environment, but as a 35-year-old woman, not even as a mom, just like me, as a 35-year-old woman, like you were saying, I feel like I'm too old to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 100%. I, know I don't even I- get blackout drunk anymore. Like, that was done when, you know, I'll get, don't get me wrong, I can get a good buzz, I can be good and wasted, but I'm going to take myself home, I'm going to go to bed. <coughs> Excuse me. No COVID. I, I um so I'm a person who who watches movies and watches shows. So I used to watch on MTV. There was um like I forget what it was called, but it was when I was in high school and it was a thing about the the ramifications of kids taking drugs. And one was the boy who tried, that's why I didn't try ecstasy for the longest time and also got paranoid when it was given to me. Because there was the one of the boys. I exactly what episode you're talking about. And then died. And died. I was like, I'm going to die if I take it. I'm, I mean, I probably wouldn't. Me and Quinny went to a rave when we were 16. And we were offered a lot of drugs there. <laughs> we were offered so, so many much. drugs. Maybe that girl who walked up to me was like, you're my black Barbie. Barbie. Yes, yeah, she was Grabbed my Barbie. face. Like, she was on some shit. The way she was touching me. I remember that episode with ecstasy because I watched the same one. And I remember when they were describing it, the way they described the drug, they're like, however you feel, it just heightens that. And I'm like, I'm afraid. So I thought I was going to be so scared I was going to have a heart attack. That's what I thought. Like, because they just say it heightens it. If you're horny, you're hornier. Yeah. If you're in a rage, you're in a, even more rage. rage. If you're in a good time, you're, yeah, it, they just said it just heightened it. So that always like, I mean, there's so many movies out there, but I also think of, I watched um, Havoc with Anne Hathaway, and I remember, it was not funny, but it is. It's about these suburban white kids who decided that they're bored, and they're going to go to East LA, and they're going to, um, these girls, and so they decided that they're going to mess with these, like, guys, gang members, whatever. One falls in love with one of them whatever, but the one girl that is um, Anne Hathaway, um, she like wants to try all the drugs. So she asked the guy to give her, to get her crack. 
I'm not lying to you. And these are told to be in high school. So they, they give her, um, so he gives her crack and then her, her friend smoked crack in her bathroom. And I was like, who, who just asked for crack? Like, I would hate now. to be a teenager this day, this day and age. Cause I feel like we were still so sheltered. Like we had people who did drugs in school, but we were like, Oh, they do drugs. So they smoke weed. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, I mean, there was more. I felt like we lived in suburbia and yeah. we still had um, drug-sniffing dogs that came to our school. Like, we didn't have them at our school, but they would come to our high school to sniff. And they always would be like, what? But then I remember there was, like, a boy when I was a freshman in high school that used to sell acid. <laughs> yeah, this white boy. So he used to have these um, – remember the bubble pins you could blow? Mm-hmm. The bubble with the happy faces. Mm-hmm. I have a bunch of them. So one day I didn't have a pin, and I was like, "Can I borrow one of your pins? I'll buy it from you." And he was like, "Nah, you don't want this pin." And I was like, "No, I need a pin." And me and him used to talk all the time. So he was like, "I'll give you the pin, but you can't open the top." And he was like, "You have to give it right, like right back after." So I was like, "Okay, that's fine." So I used the pin, and then I gave him back to him. And then when I was walking out, one of the girls was like you do acid? And I was like, no. And they were like, why did you get a pen from whatever his name was? And I was like, cause I forgot my pen and I needed to borrow one. And they, she was like, oh, okay. And then so like, I asked them the next day, I was like, you sell acid? And he, was like, <laughs> he was like, that's why I needed my pen back. And I was like, I don't even know how, how one would use acid. Like if someone offered so, me acid, I don't know how to use it. I knew for him, that was his liquid form, but a lot of people put it, used to put it on. That's why people used to say, I don't know if anyone ever told you like to be careful if someone ever gave you a stamp before stamps were sticky, you can lick it because they used to lick the acid off. Mm-hmm. They used to put the acid on the back of stamps. Like stamps are anything that you can lick and then you would lick it. I don't know if you've ever seen people like lick like a little thing. Like if you go to a rave or whatever and they'll lick it, like are yeah another thing they do too at raves i don't know now because raves are so different but back in the day when it was like the raves we went to it wasn't like these music festivals it was like real raves you know people used to wear candy necklaces and candy things they would lace it with acid that's why people would tell you oh bite my candy bite my candy Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah they would lace it with acid yeah or stuff like that like yeah. So I always just think of um, shit like that. And I'm just like, what? I took acid one time and I don't think I'll ever do it again. What was your reaction? I don't remember. <laughs> That's, That's so funny. That I, I was hallucinating, but I also took it in a controlled environment. I, I mean, I don't feel like it was too controlled, but... I was, um, it was my senior year of high school too. It was with those other people that I hung out with at someone's house one night. And it was like, girls we cheered with were there and also took it. So it wasn't like a bunch, like a little bit of us. It's a bunch of us. It was like a night we were all going to go out and we were going to try to break into Marina Valley High School (laughs) to paint the rock. And then we couldn't. We did it. We tried to break in first before he did it. Then we came back to someone's house 
and we were drinking Smirnoff Ice, I remember. And someone was like, I have acid, let's take it. And we were like, I was like, okay. And then it was a little thing they had and they just put a little drop on my tongue. I don't know. Like, I just, I just don't think drugs are good. Like, good things don't happen with people on drugs. No. The hard never. stuff. I don't, I, don't, like, I don't think so. I mean... <laughs> My usually now when I take edibles, I go to sleep. Like I go to oh my sleep god, or I get stuck. Edibles make me stuck. I went on a camping trip and I took an edible the first night, and I felt like it did nothing to me. But the second day, I took an edible not in the night, in the daytime after I got do, done hiking, and I told Quinny I was sitting in a chair stuck, looking at a lake. Well, stuck. Then I finally got in a hammock. And then I, I put the hammock over like I was in a cocoon. And I kept telling people I was in a cocoon. I was going to emerge a butterfly. <laughs> did you emerge as a butterfly, bitch? <laughs> of course I did. Oh, yeah, Mariah Carey. That's Mariah Carey, on- I emerged <laughs> as a butterfly. Of course I did. But Courtney knows she's been around me. I get stuck. I In Vegas, <laughs> Vegas, you know I run away. what your problem is? Chrissy's that meme where it's like that edible's not hitting in, and then she takes another another one. It's like <laughs> and then bitch, it you just need to have a little bit more patience. That's it. I don't have patience, so when I take one and it doesn't kick in right away, I feel like I need to take another one. Like I give it an hour. If it's not kicking in, you need to take another one. So then I do, and then I'm like double the high. So it's like. Yeah. And you're not even like, not that you're not fun, but you just get like, when she says she's stuck, it's like she's fucking paused, mute, like mute, mannequin paused. stuck. Like, Man. she don't do shit. You can walk by me and I'm not going to notice shit. Like, I just get like stuck. Our viewers are going to think you're a fucking drug druggie. I'm, right? not, I'm like, she's I'm, totally not. She's not, really, really I'm not. not. I'm, not, I'm just not. But I mean, when you're young, it was easy. Like, like you said. I wouldn't want to be a kid now because it's super accessible to them. I mean, you can buy, you can literally buy drugs off the internet, but I always felt it was super accessible to us. It was, but it was still like, oh, you do drugs or, yeah, like it was all secret. Yeah. You wouldn't come to school like, hey, I, um. I did acid because it is like, oh, she's not going to have a fucking future. You know what I mean? Did have still a care. guy, though, that came to school. He was super smart. Super, oh, yeah. Love super him. Super smart. He's always high. High. Every and day. drunk. And I'm drunk. like, oh, you have oh, orange and juice? Drunk. He's yeah, he's like, this ain't orange juice. juice. He used to have um, vodka and orange juice in like yes. a cup. And then he would just have straight vodka in, in a water, water bottle. bottle. Yes. So He was super smart, though. He's super, super smart. I've always been a, more of a drinker because I we used to get fucked up in high school. Yeah. Like, oh. But it was also easy, accessible to us. That's the thing about it. How easy was for us to get alcohol? That was not our parents' alcohol. We weren't stealing alcohol from our parents. No, we went to the, we went to the we store, went to and a store and bought it. And bought it. And we were I underage. With drugs now, it's like we didn't have shows where the kids on the shows did drugs. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't as popular to do that. Whereas like you have shows like Euphoria where I'm just like, I wouldn't survive in a high school like that. No, no. Like, and we weren't who we are now. We're very strong. If my life depended on it. Right. But look at us now. Like we're strong. Oxycontin? You know, black women now. Yeah. But I could say, speaking for myself, and I, I know you'll agree too, we were a lot more 
easily influenced. Easily influenced in high school, like for sure, where it's like following with the crowd and this is what, you know. The thing about it was too, we didn't even have like an in crowd or a popular crowd. It was just the crowd you hung out with. And I'm sure every crowd they hung out with had their thing. And I always think about that. Like everything was easy accessible for us, but we only, it was only what we were looking for. We were looking for alcohol, looking for weed. And the thing about it is I didn't, I didn't actually purchase weed until I was like 19 because you would go to a party and you smoke weed, but someone would have weed and you would smoke it. Also didn't think about like it being laced with anything else. Right. Right. We didn't think about that. That's just not something we have to think about. Um, our, it was on our radar, on our minds to be like, oh, I'll hit this joint. My There's sister's a big like pothead. That. She's always been a pothead. And so she's four years older than me. So when we were in high school, like if someone needed weed, my sister had it. You know what I mean? And I, I thought it was like, oh my God, goody two-shoe. Like I'll drink till I throw up, but I'm not going to smoke no weed. You know what I mean? Which is so weird. But it was, it definitely had that, that stigma and that negative con, like negative, negative, like what's the word I'm looking for? Connotation. There you go. Um, behind doing drugs and stuff Mm -hmm. like that when we were in high school versus how it is now. Like it's not, it's not like that. I'm sure people, I'm sure kids these days don't even, weed's not even on their radar because it's so easy to get, like it's easier to get now where you don't have to go find a liquor store and like buy it. Remember our friend got a ticket for buying weed? (laughs) Got a ticket for buying weed. Um, but you didn't have to do that. I mean, we used to have minimum no. Do you remember, this is after high school. This was like maybe a year after high school and we were two guys and it was me, you, another girl. And we were hot boxing. Boxing car. in a car that the windows didn't roll down. And the the windows did not fucking roll down. A cop showed up. All we could do was open the door, the door. and it was just like, Puff the Magic Dragon himself came out. We were also in front of a park at like in front of a park six o'clock five o'clock on a weekday. Do you remember the guy driving? He's like, "I'm scared, straight officer." <laughs> I always think about that. I know this is like sidetracked or whatever because it was five. It was literally five black kids in the car. The cop was white. Yeah, he literally just told us to go home. He literally said, "Go home, like, go home." The wee came. He said, "Guys, there's there's kids in the park. There's." There's houses right there. He was like, you guys live around here? We were like, yeah. He was like, I figured that. He was like, just go home. This day and age, I don't think that would happen. And no. I always think about that. I think no. about the shit we used to do and get away with. And I'm just like. I, I feel like it was safer to do drugs then as a no. kid than it is safer for me as an adult to do drugs now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just decisions because you're right i had a friend that called me in the middle of the night because he got pulled over for a dui where we lived and the cop said if you can call someone to come get you i will just impound your car and i will let you go home and i answered the phone right and it was so funny because i pulled up i was like in my pajamas and the cop was like so nice it's funny because he was on the um thing in handcuffs and i was laughing i don't think i ever told you the story but you know who it is car name that's okay yeah 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 
So, um, I'm trying to think who'd get you out of yeah. bed in pajamas to do that. And I knew, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> no, uh, funny, ever told the me funniest this. thing is I thought it was a joke when he called me and was like, I need you to come pick me up because this cop is going to let me go or they're going to arrest me for a DUI. And I was like, you're, you're a liar. I was like, you're lying. You're trying to get me to come over. Right, because like that's I'm like who can I was like you're lying that hour, and then he told me what street he was on, like, and he was like, I'm not lying to you, and this is before GPS. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna drive over there. I was like, if I don't see any cops or you, I was like, no, done deal. So I drive, and it was actually two cop cars. The cops were really really nice. They were like, you're you better count your lucky stars. Like they gave him a lecture, count his lucky stars. They were like that we are letting you go. Um, and they were like, we're just going to impound your car. That's it. I always think about that because I'm like, cop, no cop would do that right now. Again, young. He was young. He was stupid. He was coming from a party. Shouldn't have been drinking. And the cop was like, he was swerving. And that's why they pulled him over. And then they breathalyzed him. Um, and he, they were like, he started to cry. And the cop felt bad. So the cop was like, this is what I'm going to do. And then they just chopped it up and they were like, we're just going to impound this car. They didn't even write him a ticket. Like he didn't even get a DUI. Like I was like, you are so freaking lucky. But I always think about that because the cops are so nice. And like, I know. Interactions were different. Yeah. Interactions were so different. Hiding Mm -hmm. because this is a person of color. I'm a person of color. These are two white cops at like two in the morning. (laughs) Like anything could have went bad and happened. I always think about those interactions that like, I just don't feel those are the interactions that would happen now. But this yeah. is also what 2004, 2005, these are happening like 15 years ago. Right. Crazy. No, I 100% I agree with you yeah. as far as like back then versus now, like that incident with the weed, they didn't even ask us how old we are. They Nothing. Didn't ask, no, like, he just told us to home. go home. He's like, just go home. Just go home, literally. He was like, go home. <laughs> we did. And then it's funny because you said, one thing is like, I'm scared straight, officer. He was, though. He was nervous. They were all nervous. Oh, my God. So, but he, remember before he's like trying to be a thug? Like, he was trying to be a thug. I'm like, what in the after school special to, am I watching? To, <laughs> he's still trying to be a rapper now. I want to be like, girl, remember when you were scared straight? Not a cop. He's like, no, no, officer. I'm, I'm scared straight. Like, oh, that was so. We've had so many experiences, but I don't know. Overall, I don't like drugs. I don't like to be around people who do drugs. No, I don't like anything that alters your mind and people can make an excuse about it. I don't like people who can't handle their liquor. Well, I, I don't like that. I don't like when people use the drug excuse where they like to say, "Well, I was on drugs, or my mind was altered, or this or that." I mean, shit's happened to me. I've never been in a rage fit, but I take responsibility for everything that's happened when I've been on drug. I had a fucking laughing fit. I also guess I got hit on by swingers. Didn't remember that. Um, and I also left my friends in Vegas, like in, right. in or not my friends, Quinny and my cousins, so family and my sister. Right. I literally left them to go get food. Um, it was the highness of me and edible. Right. But if anything that happened to me, only I can take responsibility because I took responsibility by eating edible because I'm in my 30s. You take responsibility for your actions, which people don't. 
I do feel like if you're going to dabble in what you want, you're an adult, you need to take responsibilities for the actions that happen. So it's just like people, I don't know. Just if that's, I appreciate the people like the guy we went to high school with. He came to school high and drunk all the time, but you knew that. And he was the same if he wasn't, or if he, you know, he just, he was who he was. I can appreciate that. I don't judge people for their poison, but my experience with being around people who are on drugs have not been pleasant. And so I just choose not to be around them. I feel like it goes both ways. And then I also see what drugs do. I've had friends, sisters who are on drugs. I've had family members who are on drugs. So I also see my brother is in jail because he's on drugs. It's not the drugs he stole, and, but he likes to blame it on the drugs. He stole right. to get money to buy drugs. Um, so I see what drugs But people do stuff like that. Like, we'll a person. Everything yeah. up, yeah. I see what it does to families. What it does to families. I have a friend who doesn't even have custody of her son because she's on drugs. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I don't, I think, I think too, I think it's two things with her, actually. I think it's, she has a mental disorder that she's never got help for because in her culture, it's just not okay to seek help for that. And I think because she doesn't know how to deal with her mental disorder, she uses drugs. Right. Which self medication? Which is self medication. Yeah, have custody of her kids because of it, and I just seen what it's done to her from when we were in high school to now, and just in between of her dabbling in drugs, and then it just going it changed to a different kind of drugs, and then it being come harder, harder drugs, and now she's just on drugs, right? So. It's crazy every now and so then her up. her she'll pop up on social media and i don't really know much about her we have a a mutual friend that i'm more close with so i'll ask her but even she had to cut her off because the other girl has a husband and kids and her husband was like she can't be around like she can't be around cut the shit off that's what i'm saying like it's not easy it's yeah. not beautiful it's not glamorous if we're going to talk about drugs you have to talk about this the side effects and what it does to families and I've had drug addiction within my own family and it just ruins stuff, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think even at a young age, like I had like aunts where it's just like, you just knew that they were on drugs. It was just like, I grew up knowing that they were on drugs my whole elementary to high school, you know? Yeah. And I just seen what it did. I seen what it did to my cousins and it just, it didn't, it wasn't, it ain't it. And I just knew that I didn't want that for my life. Um, Mm -hmm. I do like to have a good time. I do like to party, but I don't feel like we need drugs to do that. Like either. Cause there's people who can't party without it. Like, Oh, we're here to party. Have some good music, good people and some good drinks. And I'm okay. You know, mm-hmm. but that's me as an adult versus I probably needed more alcohol when I was younger to have a good time. Whereas now we can go to a lounge, have a good dinner and a couple glasses of wine and I'm okay. I had a great time, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's just because we're getting older and we're mature and we'll be 40 in five years. Yeah, we will. You know what I mean? Like, and not 40s are old. Like, it's still young. You realize that now. But it's just like at 40 years old, do we do drugs still? 
Because I think you posed the question, like, when do you, are you too old? Yeah. When is it too old? When is it stop? When do you be like, no more? Like when you're out or if you're at a party and someone's like, let's have a girl's night and we're going to take edibles. Like, when do you just stop that? Do you stop it? Do you still do drugs? Do people under 50 still do drugs? 60s? I think it goes back to hard drugs and not hard drugs because come five years from now, I don't think weed's going to be illegal or have any type of negative stigma associated with it. I really don't because they're already starting to do that now versus prescription drugs and all that other stuff. Like I just feel like the drugs are like harder, but even weed, weed is a lot stronger now than it was back in the day. They have different strands of it. They've always had different strands of it. They add stuff to it now. That's true. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's different where I just, like I said, I just felt safer anything that we did back in the day versus all that shit that they're doing now. Well, yeah. I mean, they cut, what's the name, died from fentanyl, from his coke being cut with fentanyl. And this is someone who's a celebrity, so he's thinking he's getting high-quality Coke anyway. And it was cut with fat. And there's definitely levels to Coke, because there's shitty Coke, good Coke, and rich people Coke. Cocaine. (laughs) That's not Coke. That's crack. It's it's a form of cocaine, actually. I'm talking about when you're talking about cocaine. Oh, like, like okay. Pure, like, you know what I mean? Like, good shit. But if you have some fucked up shit, like, this is a celebrity getting fucked up shit. Well, yeah, of course. So, I don't know why people think celebrities are you. You have a. It's a drug dealer. You're getting it from a shady ass person. No, that's the that's the, you know what people think. If I'm a celebrity, you go to a celebrity drug dealer. You're not going to Joe Smo, who you don't know. They went that's to a most, celebrity. It doesn't matter. A no, celebrity I'm saying drug dealer that needs to be your like. You need to trust that person. You because, shouldn't trust any of your drug dealers. I'm just sorry. You shouldn't. It's Why? a drug dealer. It's shady. He is in shady business. Or she. I don't think all drug dealers are shady. No, think I don't they think have, they're let all me shady. Tell you, let me tell you why they have a negative, like, I can't think of that Connotation. word. There you go. And I, like, can't get it out all day long um, or all conversation long. Like, if I'm going to get drugs from somebody, like, let's say I've had a wild up hair up my ass and I want some cocaine. I want to get the best shit that I can get. So I don't want the drug dealer that might be the easiest to get a hold of and who always has some stuff. I want the person who has the best reputation, who has the best coke, who has, you know, how are you getting your shit? Like you need to ask all, maybe it's because I asked stuff like that where I just wouldn't just trust that it's like, oh yeah, I got some new shit. Where'd you get this new shit from? But as you learn too, and your drug dealer is not the person who's getting the supply. Getting, I was just going to say, there you go. drug okay. dealer is not your supplier. Which is so, why you have to trust the person because you need to trust yeah. for where they're getting it from. I can get it from you, mm-hmm. but where, when I say well, trust, where am I getting it from? Where are you my getting supplier. it from? Who's is your my, supplier? My supplier goes, is he getting it from the Colombians or is he getting it from the Russians? Right. Or yeah. if you don't know that shit, now nah, I'm okay. Because <laughs> you may not know where you're getting your stuff from. Mimi. Well, sometimes they don't. They got third parties and things like that that they if don't they know. they don't know, you need to ask. Yeah. If they don't know where they're getting their shit from, keep it. Because you just don't know. And I don't think, and he's gotten drugs from that person several times, but you're right. You don't know who their distributor is and how they're getting all this stuff and what they're cutting it with. And it's yeah. a billion dollar business. Oh, yeah. A billion dollar yeah, business. It is. 
it is definitely, it, it trickles down from the suppliers and the growers. There's this really good um, documentary on Netflix. I can't think of it, but I will definitely put it in um, your, I mean, on our, on our, on our thing. Sorry. Um, it's about the, the growers and the suppliers. And it's about a family who are growers and suppliers of cocaine. Um, and it's crazy to me because it was literally, they grow and they supply this cocaine and they were in Peru, I believe Peru, because it wasn't Mexico, it was Peru. Um, they live way up in the mountains. Right. First of all, they're taking a risk because they have to be careful of the police. They live in, but they have helicopters and they cover it and whatever. Then they have to take the plants and then they have to dry them out. So then they dry them out and then they have to form this kind of like paste almost with the plants, the coca plants, um, and put them in bricks. So they're still not processed. They're just in a paste in bricks. Then they put them in a backpack and they send their kids, their kids to go meet in a town that takes the kids two days, but yet they still have a lot of dangers besides the police they have people that could come rob them which they have out there or kill their kids um it takes them two days to get to the town to sell them they sell it for twelve thousand dollars the twelve thousand dollars basically lets these people that live in the mountains a family of like 10 survive for the whole year for this do you want to know what the street value of the twelve thousand dollars millions or thousands 8.5 million dollars there you go 8.5 million they sell this shit sure. for twelve thousand twelve thousand us because they cut that shit up yes it's twelve thousand remember they just they make it into a paste so they dry the plants out they do this process again they're natural so it's all natural is they make it into a paste so the people can make it into coke and the guy, um, he, they were doing an interview and he was saying he takes the risk because his family's tried to grow other things and it just doesn't pay as well. And he was saying $12,000 isn't a lot to a lot of people, but for them, because they live so poorly and where they are, that lasts them for a year, a year. They can laugh off the 12,000. He was like the meals, the clothes, everything, buying more products to grow last us he said but if i'm growing vegetables he's like i'm not getting this amount of money he was like that's why we take the risk he was like it's a big risk like a huge risk too and i was like shit and i just think about that i think of actually how it happens this family and it's trickling down and then they sell it to these people which more, it's usually the cartel so they're usually selling them to the cartel um they sell them to the cartel and then um yeah it's crazy and then it's cut up by the the people so many times where it's so like many i wouldn't even trust drugs now because it's like no. you don't know what you're getting mm -hmm. whereas yeah like, when you got molly back in the day you got molly it was molly it wasn't cut like it was just that you know Whereas yeah. now you hear about these kids dying because they're taking. Right, well, Molly is actually 
not Molly. Molly is a form of ecstasy that's cut a certain way also too, mm-hmm. with a certain amount. I think it's cut with caffeine or something. So like ecstasy is supposed to be the purest mm-hmm. form. So when back in the day, when you took ecstasy. Ecstasy is just MDMA. It's yeah. just, yeah. You have that. But then when you have Molly now, Molly is ecstasy cut with something. Right. And now it's created Molly. I always right. think of that. I used to want to be a forensic pathologist, so I took a class on drugs. <laughs> but no, like, it's just different. And, like, it was just, like, yeah. it's weird because the weed got better, and then their hard drugs got more shitty. It's and, crazy, like, cut, though. Like, like, a lot of big drugs, like methamphetamine, and I think it's another one. You, the um, the number one um, ingredient in those drugs are actually caffeine pills. That's why you can't buy caffeine pills from like a liquor store or anything. It's like behind the cabinet now. You're only like limited to two packs because literally that's what they're making meth with. It's, I mean, that's what she make meth with. That is the main ingredient. It's literally caffeine pills. So if you really want to get high, you should just take a caffeine pill. So I know that you're in Atlanta now, but like in our hometown, meth is what people are doing. I know. Meth is big. Big. Meth is big. I mean, meth was, I won't say meth was already big. People already had dabbled in meth over there. If you went to Homeland, Hemet, any of those but areas. Look like, not to say this sounds so bad, but you would look at a person and you're like, oh, you do meth. Yeah. It's not like that anymore. Like now, like people were like, they do meth. Like you could tell because they look bad later, but it just doesn't look like someone who would do meth to me versus back in the day it was a look that people had that they look like. Well, yeah, their skin and they would like dab at their skin and like pick it. And I would never do that. I would never do that. I would never do heroin. I would never do. Well, you could never do anything that you had to shoot up. No, because I hate needles. Like I hate needles. And I could never do anything that I would snort because I don't like things going up my nose unless it's nose spray. And even nose sprays burns my nose, but it also makes it open. Right. Maybe no, um, them. Ian job. Um, yeah, no, meth is really big in our hometown. Yeah, meth is big. It's, it's, it's big. Well, what's the name is big too? Um, pill popping, or I shouldn't say pill popping. Oxy is big. Um, Oxy is big in like the Midwest. Oxy, so is meth. Yeah. Yeah, Percocet. Percocet too. I never took, uh, I actually got prescribed Percocets um, after I had my surgery and I never took them because also the doctor was like a side effect of Percocets is constipation. So you should also take these excessive pills. I literally was like, are you kidding me? I was like, is there something else I can take? He was like, you can take extra shrimp Tylenol. So I took extra shrimp Tylenol and actually sold my Percocets to a drug dealer. (laughs) Well. You made money. Yeah. I mean, he was going to sell them for like triple what he sold, you know, what I sold them to for. But I didn't want the Percocets to go to waste. The, the doctor wrote me a prescription. And I hit it with one of my friends. I was like, hey, actually. Roberta. Um, <laughs> I was like, actually, Diller, if um, he wants some Percocets. And then she called me back. She's like, yeah. She's like, how many do you have? I was like, oh. I told him, I was like, how much is he willing to pay for it? She told me, I was like, yep, he's going to pay. He's going to make bank off of these. But I wasn't taking them. I had a major surgery, but I I literally weren't taking them. Um, 
after that whole constipation thing. It's like, they're going to make me constipate it? I was like, why would people take something that makes them constipate it? That's why they're full of shit because they just <laughs> <laughs> they take Percocets. Like I'm like, what? Like, isn't there a song future things Percocet? Percocet, Molly Percocet. Oh, Molly yeah. Percocet. Girl, I Perco Percocet. Girl, all of it, all of it. Yeah, I'm not taking anything that makes me constipate it. I'm sorry, that's weird. I just think drugs are bad. Okay, yeah. so our shut up and wine are for people who do drugs i know that sounds so terrible but no because i feel like every not everyone but there's a lot of the majority you can't say that because i do drugs i mean i don't do drugs but people who abuse drugs people who abuse drugs or like the people we're talking about who make excuses for like bad behavior because bad behavior when they're on their drugs when they're on drugs and then continue to do the drug if you do a drug and it makes you fucked up then okay it makes you fucked up and then you learn your lesson. You're not going to do it anymore, right? But if you continue to do said drug and you know that it has this effect, it's just like you just want an excuse to be an asshole. True. That is true. That is true. And I just feel bad because I just feel like we're raising a, a lot of kids who are just going to be drug addicts. Like they're they're being raised to be drug addicts. They're, um, yeah, yeah. And then you have drug addicts having kids and then you have. um, I mean, I think too that the, um, it's very glorified now with the raps and TikToks and all the internets and shit we didn't have back in the day. I think it's just more glorified. Like, yeah. We're used to be scared. Remember dare? You don't hear anything about dare. Say no to drugs. That was a joke. Oh my God. I seen this. It was, um, what's that? forum people used to use before like instagram and it was like with the kylie no kylie got big on it tumblr tumblr where it was just like pictures and stuff yeah 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 Tumblr. and it was a tumblr picture but it it ended up going viral and it was a girl in a dare crop top smoking a blunt I have a dare t-shirt. And the caption was like "Smokey the Bear could never" or something like <laughs> clever like that. But you, you, she had to be old enough to know Smokey the Bear. Okay. Because it's like only you can, you know, prevent forest fires. Forest fires. Yeah. But it was um, like the, the play on words with the dare shirt and then the smoking a blunt and then Smokey the Bear could never. It's just like you don't hear about that no more. Yeah. We need Smokey the Bear because in California you see all these fucking fires. Oh my gosh, there's been so many fires. Like even up in Portland too. And I'm just we like, need to crazy. bring Smoking the Bear back and Dare. Smoky the Bear and Dare. <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah. I was like, what happened to the Dare program? And I hate to say it, but our youth is fucked. Like, we're gonna have the really good youth, the youth that gather together, very political. We'll stand for some shit. We'll protest. And then we're going to have the fucked youth that all they care is about is TikTok and who they're on Instagram with and OnlyFans and none of this and all the shit that's glorified. Like, there's not going to be an in-between. There's going to be one side or the other. They're going to be like, you realize I don't want to be a fucked youth, so I'm going to be a stand-up youth. And I hope they don't let the drugs get to the youth because it's like you can have all these great ideas and all these, you know, we'll stand together, we're going to make a change. But if you, you know, 
pollute their brains with drugs and all kind of other stuff, like they're never going to be able to reach their full potential. Potential, nope. which is scary because it's glorified. It's easy to yeah. get. Like you said, you can order it off the internet. Mm-hmm. You can. How old are you? Twenty-one. You know, like you just you lie, like <laughs> lie, die. Teenagers oh, yeah, lie all the time. All the time. There's delivery services for any drug you pretty much want. Like yep. we had to like have a sketchy weed dealer if you needed weed. Now you can go online to Weed Maps and download an app. Literally and- sketchy drug dealers behind like in an alley to get like weed. It wasn't even like drug drugs. It was just weed. Like that's right. what you are doing it. It's kind of funny because one of the, my, I won't say he was a drug dealer because he actually knew him before he started selling weed. Um, is my friend and he's in jail, but I always think how nice he was. He used to roll my, um, my blunts for me. Cause I knew how to roll them, <laughs> which I always think too, is like, wasn't safe. Cause he could lace it with something, but I knew him. We went to junior, I mean, high school together. I mean, Oh, so when I said, you need to trust your drug dealer. I was on to something, wasn't I? Don't I went to elementary do. with him. I mean, you really I, do. I also was like 19, 20, 18 getting it from him. So. I mean, you're a loyal customer. You got drugs from him for three whole years. Look at you. <laughs> well, I got weed from him. And yeah, he's the roller for me. He was so nice. He could also be shortening it and literally lacing it. But probably shortening it. I don't think anyone's trying to drug you, but he probably got off on your ass not knowing how that much weed. No, yeah. he definitely shorted. I'm probably shorted it. You know who he is. He's the hit on you. I was going to ask you who you're talking about. Yeah, he's the hit on I can't you. think of the name. He says he's in jail, too. If I show you a picture, you'll know who he is. Show me a picture because you said the name and I just can't. I can't get it. He went to Marino Valley High School. You know who he is. You just got to see a picture of him. It's funny because he like posts Jell's pictures and I'm just like, oh, you're in jail. Oh, you have a phone. Oh, you, phone. <laughs> you got options. He has options. He has a phone in there. No, not options for me. Sorry, guys. That's a whole nother story. That's, a, that's next week's episode. Love I'm after lockup. Lock up. I'm going to get someone from Love After Lockup. I feel like that Who needs are we cheersing to? Um, I feel like we need to cheers to um, the D.A.R.E. program. The D.A.R.E. program. <laughs> um, and how um, Brianna Taylor, how um, the prosecutor is going to make a decision. I think tomorrow, sometime this week, um, about her case, about like actually trying and arresting these people even though they tried to pay the family off and the family was like, hell no. I mean, they settled, but the family still was like, we want criminal charges, Rock. You settle, which was crazy to me. Sorry, guys. I will end this, but it's still crazy. Last off to me that you settled a wrongful death suit. The city did of Kentucky settled or sorry, state of Kentucky, but city of Louisville. Settle a wrongful death suit, like wrongful. So they were in the wrong for killing Breonna Taylor, like in the wrong for millions of dollars with her family. But yet you won't arrest the cops. That did it. That did it. But you're committing fault that it was wrong. She shouldn't have been killed. 
it was wrongful. Like you settled a wrongful death suit before you even brought charges to any person. I think that is crazy to me, like crazy. I've, I don't think I've ever heard of a city doing that because usually they'll bring charges or they'll say no charges or they'll go to a grand jury first. They don't settle wrongful death suits before all this shit happened, but yet they settle a wrongful death suit with her family before the process made a decision. Anyone. That's literally saying we're at fault. We're at fault, but no one's in trouble. That's what they said. That's what they said. We did it, but nobody's getting in trouble. I also think they did that too because of what her her, um, boyfriend said. They tried to make him do. Oh, yeah. How they were going to give him a plea deal and he could walk away um, as long as he said that she was implicated in in, um, drug dealing and everything. And he was like, no. And then when that came out in the media, like the city was like, oh, shit. Like, we're going to have to do something. It's crazy. It is. But, yeah. All right, guys. Until next time. It's been the Broken Bougie Podcast. We'll see you Say later. no to drugs. Say no to drugs. Drugs against something, something. <laughs> That's what oh Darius stands for. Drugs against, I don't know what it stands for. Okay. I'm oh, my God. Look it up. I am. Uh, oh, what does it stand for? And if you're going to do drugs, guys, do it at home. <laughs> do it. Controlled environment. What is it? What is dare? Dare to resist drugs and violence. Drugs. Drug abuse resistance education. Did not know that. Okay. Education. Okay. Yes. Drug abuse resistant education. So Drug abuse dare resistant education. Keep kids off drugs. To resist drugs and violence. Dare, guys. Dare. We dare you to. We dare you to. Bye. Bye.